the party to you. Samsonite. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. What's up, heroes? And welcome to the Stephen Corson Show, where we discuss financial strategies, habits, and mindset to get you to your first 100K and then get you to your first million, all in the pursuit of true wealth and modern freedom. One of the biggest things that gets talked about around every election, whether it's the midterms or the presidential one, specifically in the United States, is the fact that people want to know, hey, are is the market going to perform better under a Democrat president, under a Republican president? And there's so many different skews of data behind this to where people like to slice and dice it. But at the end of the day, the answer is not really so simple. So if you look at this right here, you can see that the S&P 500 in the first 1,006 trading days of each presidency, Ronald Reagan, 25, George W. Bush, negative 13, the other Bush, 50, Barack Obama, 83, Bill Clinton, 75, Donald Trump, 67. Um, we won't even get into the Biden stuff since it hasn't completely been that same time frame, but obviously it hasn't looked particularly great. Um, you know, the reality of the situation is that it's very complicated and therefore it's not that correlated. Now, one thing that is uh, slightly more correlated is not so much the fact that when elections happen, uh, one party performs better. What normally ends up happening, especially after like a midterm, is when you have a result um, that signifies some kind of change and that change is seen as better than what we had before. So, you know, if it's not so much like an incumbent party, like the Democrats are in power, if then all of a sudden the Republicans were to do it and vice versa because people viewed things as not going well, a lot of times what you'll see is in November, the markets will actually tick up and they will turn positive. Again, it really doesn't have anything to do with the actual political party. It has more to do with the fact that people feel more confident that whoever they are voting into office is now going to enact positive change and therefore they kind of tend to have a more positive outlook on things. So again, that's very much in the short term. That I'm just referring to November's after elections. We tend to see that the markets tick up. But when you look at the long-term data of things, it really doesn't matter in the long term. There's too many uh, factors and uh, things that go into the economic cycles. Uh, is there you know, wars happening um, or are we in a recession, coming out of a recession? Uh, you know, Biden likes to make these claims. He's created all these other jobs. It's like, well, those were jobs that you shut down in the pandemic. So they're not actually new jobs being created. You just kind of let them back. So again, not here trying to play politics or anything like that. If anything, I can't stand politics. But the point is, when it comes to helping you make money, it is worth noting that November tends to be a pretty good month when decisive action has been taken in elections. It's also worth noting that October traditionally tends to be a terrible month just for a variety of different reasons, whether or not it's a... Um, whether or not it's an election year or not. So that is just something to pay attention to whenever somebody goes, oh, you know, the market does better under Republicans or Democrats. No, it really doesn't matter who's in power. Um, you know, you can definitely have better performances based off the policies that that president enacts uh, or the party in charge. But at the end of the day, Clearly, they're doing just fine. Hey, heroes, hope you're enjoying the podcast and I appreciate everybody's reviews and support. I just wanted to give a quick reminder that there are exclusive YouTube videos on my channel and be sure to go to the website to get my weekly newsletter on building wealth and modern freedom. All the links are in the show notes if you wanna check them out. And if you wanna read some of my recent newsletters on how to reach your first 100K and then your first million, all the previous issues are on my website. Okay, let's get back to the show.
So that's it on the business side. The other thing I want to look at, uh, this is a really nice graphic that's kind of been floating around the internet. Um, I'm going to blow it up here a little bit more. So uh, tech has just been getting absolutely hammered this year. We all know that. Um, And this graphic has been circulating around. And you can just look at some of these names. I mean, these are big names. Peloton, Affirm, which honestly, I would love to see them go out of business altogether. I hate that entire business model. Um, Coinbase, Okta, Lyft, Spotify, Zillow. I mean, these are big time names in the tech industry down everywhere from 91 to 70% of their valuations from the highs. The reality is what happens is when growth companies, so these would all be considered growth companies. So these are companies that aren't necessarily giving a dividend. Um, you know, uh, They're not stable. They're either going to go really high up, really far down. You're counting on a company like this to get bigger, make acquisitions, yada, yada, and the stock price to continue to climb. And one of the things that we are definitely seeing during this time is that right when COVID happened, a lot of these stocks, Peloton, people couldn't go to gyms anymore, uh, Zoom, all of a sudden, you know, people were sitting here going, oh, we're never going to be able to get back and have meetings in, in person. Spotify, hey, we need entertainment because we're we're stuck at home. Different things. DoorDash, well, we can't go shopping. We need things. A lot of these stocks, Okta, this is a security one, very uh, single sign-on. This was a really big deal for Okta because when all these people started working remotely, well, we needed additional security measures. So DocuSign, all of these all of these um, uh, companies really got this COVID boost um, and, and this, this sense of, oh, life is just going to kind of be like this. And we saw their valuation skyrocket. So in a lot of ways, uh, some of these might be oversold. Some of them may not, but it, they're, they're really uh, you know, getting beat up. A lot of it has to do with the fact of just how high that they went during the pandemic. It was just completely unsustainable. And now people are, hey, like, okay, we're done with the pandemic. Forget it. We're you know getting back out into regular life. Things are starting to change and they're starting to lose that. So if you've invested in tech firms, hopefully you've sold out of these. You haven't been taking these hits. But the other side of it is if you believe in any of these companies long-term and you're looking at them and you're going, hmm, man, I really think X is going to be a great one or Y, you know, is really has a strong roadmap back to, you know, a good valuation, then these could be incredible opportunities to buy and make gains over the long term. So it all depends on how you want to play it. Um, but yeah, tech growth stocks absolutely getting hammered as interest rates continue to rise. Uh, their valuations will continue to decrease. So it's probably going to be a while before we see anything like that rebounding. Um, we're probably going to stay pretty low for quite a long time as the recession that we're in continues to be extended. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, if you have cash, you're smart about it and you look at these and you find a good one in five years, you could be looking back with a big smile on your face.